0: Hello everybody and welcome to No Time to Grind, it's the podcast for the busy gamer and as always I'm a camera boy who witnessed the death of my scuba dad as voiced by Spider-Man, Michael (laughs) and joining me is a loghead cool kid in a hack and slash that isn't Dante again this time it's Adrian I
1: can't do the accent, I'm not going to (laughs) try
0: and finally, last but certainly not least, a lost child who looks suspiciously like the main character, (laughs) it's Matt
2: I also refer to Bayonetta as mummy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one, no one I, can blame you.
0: <laughs> we hope you're as excited as Matt for this <laughs> game of the fortnight. It's Bayonetta 1.
2: Yeah, it's the first Simply called Bayonetta. You gotta start at the start.
0: Well, should we call her by her given name?
2: Uh-oh. Cereza? Cheriza? Ceriza. Ceriza? Mm-hmm. That's well you've f- Great. So if you were planning on playing this game for the first time, we've just <laughs> fucked you. We I mean The intros weren't we're a great
1: start either.
0: <laughs> why why? It's not it's not that difficult to figure out what's going on. Bayonetta is a very simple uh game in terms of its in sort of the macro. The micro
1: busts your brain mm-hmm. where you're like,
0: what's going on? But the macro is quite straightforward.
1: <laughs> but how do we talk about this game in terms of grind? That's the question. Well,
2: for starters, I would say that this is, yeah, this is a game for
1: a busy gamer
2: because it's it's got short bursts like you got a chapter, you do a chapter, you're done. That's the sign of a good busy gamer game. <clears throat> Bless you. <laughs> uh yeah. And if it's in chapters, it's it makes the grind not as bad, but for me, the most grindy part is the damn cutscenes because I kind of got the gist of it anyway because I wasn't born yesterday and I figured out with the spoiler that we've spoiled is Bayonetta's name, I looked at this kid and I went, that's her. Yeah. That's, that's, yep. Time travel somehow. I don't know. Yeah, as soon as
0: you see it, as soon as you see that little kid, you're like,
1: oh, yep. That's, <laughs> cool. That's, uh, that, that's it. Uh, this
2: is, oh, this is a Jack three situation. I see. Yes. I'm they, familiar.
1: They do try to feign you out by going like, oh, it's her daughter that she doesn't know about, but uh, it's, it's obvious. <laughs> So, basically, my biggest thing
2: was, yeah, cutscenes. And for me, I just pressed start and then skip cutscene. Or I was watching a movie and just turned the volume down on my Wii U gamepad.
0: Because that's the thing. It's like the gameplay is those nice little chapters, you know, where you play in a burst. But at the same time, you have to be willing to play an episode of the game as well as watch an episode mm. of the game.
2: Previously on Bayonetta
1: does get a bit like that sometimes. It does feel like it.
0: It's just... And also, the, the set pieces within the cutscenes are annoying because it's Bayonetta. There's a lot of awesome set pieces with quick time events and, like, big boss fights, and yet they sometimes just reserve it for a cutscene. And it's like, why am I not able to play this? Why am I watching it transpire? Like, when you first... Uh, like, no, you've already met Jean by that point. But when she like steals Bayonetta's uh, little eye um, watch thing that eye she wears on world, her chest, yeah, yeah, her her red eye of the world. Uh, when Jean like takes that, they have a bit of a thing running around on the walls, and that's when it's like, oh, you can now run on walls. And so why was that not
1: playable? Because <laughs> she only just discovered it. This is a game of discovery
2: especially if you're uh just hitting puberty you're going to discover a whole lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised this game got like greenlit. It is it is a little uh, rambunctious. It's, it's a bit much, Jesus. Uh I
2: I already dropped the F bomb in this episode and I <laughs> I actually told myself before that I wasn't going to do that. Uh <laughs> but this game should have been R, uh, I feel, especially because now if yeah if you're like a kid i feel like i should say just, just stop listening because it's not great this isn't you. why are you even listening this is a busy gamer podcast you're a little kid you got all the time in the world but uh so they're like succubus angels that's the best thing i can describe them and the torture attack is uh involves um Finish, damaging damaging <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. damaging yes. where their genitalia would be i presume they don't have genitalia as they're angels yeah uh but very very painfully damaging that area uh using some sort of torture horse uh which i'm sure has a name oh. uh but the cutscene also involves when you whip and then strap the angel to it the game is like just so that we're clear, we're all on the same page. I'm going to zoom in real close to these angel titties so that you can see them jiggle. Uh, I just got a notification from iTunes; they're shutting us down. <laughs> and but, this all yeah, has to do with the grind jiggle. because
1: you have to spend a lot of time doing some other stuff uh, to really <laughs> some appreciate. other grinding. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, I was like, I, I so guilty playing this next to my wife i'm like i'm sorry i (laughs) didn't realize she can appreciate the
1: female form as well
2: i think there's a point i think there's a (laughs) lot and i think it's
1: it's quite gratuitous yes, yes yeah isn't
2: it it's it's like the entire team of people had sex when they were teenagers are now 30 35 have not had sex since and they're all just oh, it's it's bubbling at the surface. It's all they can think about. Uh, and then near the end, when they were doing the end, they actually all, as a team, um, maybe management was like, yeah, I'm not saying that they did that, but I'm thinking management was like, here, let's, let's all get you prostitutes. Uh, oh, we got a woman. Yes, you can have a male prostitute. They all have prostitutes. They all got that off their mind. And then they were like, huh, we're going to make a crazy cool ending. And l- crazy is the most part i mean it's still a bit sexualized because it's like a big naked god um i think uh
0: but it's, it's funny because someone obviously went well, I, re- I bet that when this game was made they were like this is our character bayonetta she is an umbra witch which uh you know used to keep a balance." with the sages, and uh, she doesn't wear any clothes. And then the director went, I'm sorry, what was that one? She doesn't wear any clothes. Anyway, she has these two guns. <laughs> no, no, one second. <laughs> one moment, please. She must wear clothes or we'll never get a rating. Okay, look, I don't want her wearing any clothes. How about
2: <laughs> if her
0: hair was just so long?
2: <laughs> it, but it she does wear her
0: strategically.
2: Now, I've been staring at Bayonetta for like a good uh, 15 hours now. And when she gets the nikes, she is wearing like, what is it like, little golden ribbon to be like, I'll just literally this liver to cover my like nipple, uh, have a little uh, strap around my waist. It's like, what is? You got to have some decency, you know. Why would you go to so much detail about? So this is this is all of her hair. And, like, explain this. These are her guns. She has them on her stilettos because of this. Uh, uh, and then there's just this ribbon because technically now she's not naked. She's not naked.
0: You know, you have a choice. We can either choose, like, a ribbon or maybe some spaghetti, uh, some dental floss, whatever you want. Then she therefore won't be naked and we will get an MA rating.
1: And the director went, I love it, ship it. <laughs> and we got it. <laughs> well, speaking of shipping it, I want to know how... Or why Nintendo decided to pick this up? Because we're, we're talking about Bayonetta 1, but do know that Bayonetta 2 was only made and released exclusively on the Wii U, at least at the time. By Nintendo. Like, why did Nintendo look at this and go, yeah, this is a franchise we can solely use? <laughs> like, it's the most non Nintendo thing ever. Literally guns. One word? Literally demons. Japan. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But I'm sure there's been plenty of, like, Japan. Uh, like, games and stuff that Nintendo have been like, no, we can't, have, that's too, not for the kids. This one is not for the kids. Not for the kids. But then I guess this was the thing, that after
0: the success of the Wii and uh, the Wii U initially was being, like, that was, it was very child-friendly mm. and they had moved away from, like, Nintendo was known for Resident Evil Remaster on the GameCube. It was, they did Serious Games, Goldeneye, yeah. Perfect Dark, and it, it was a thing they didn't shy away from. So maybe they made a deliberate effort and they went, go find me the sexiest non-friendly kid game. <laughs> and I want to imagine Miyamoto saying that. that.
2: Sexiest
1: game you've
0: got. <laughs> I can't think of any, uh, like, maybe, what's that volleyball one? Is it Dead, dead or, or Alive? that's all they're missing
2: now on the Switch lineup (laughs) and they would be officially the (laughs) sexiest console. Is it? Because now the big thing about Wii was like you can, like there was the angle um, kids can keep playing if parents want to use the TV. What if Bayonetta 2 was like reverse, reverse card? Kids watch uh, watch, uh, Aquanauts or whatever it's called. Um but hmm, dad dad are you going to play some of that Wii U on the gamepad? Oh don't let little Timmy see.
0: <laughs> what are you playing over there dad? Are you playing Wii U Party? Are you playing a little
1: <laughs> Yeah, I uh, don't mind me, honey. I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to play some Super Mario in the bedroom. You can look after the kid for a sec, yeah?
0: Are you playing some Wonderful
1: 101. <laughs> yes.
2: No, he just says, oh, I'm going to play Zombie U, and they, they just don't question it. They're like, oh, okay.
1: I don't want to play that. And then they're uh, they you smiling a lot for a zombie game.
0: Normally there's a bit more <laughs> fear in your eyes, but I just see enjoyment. Are you okay, Dad?
2: Wow, this game has you completely enraptured. He's not even replying to me. Sweating a lot, though. Sweating <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Ah. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> shall we uh, finish up and move into our inventory management? Do you mean Shall we press uh, B and Y and climax
0: to finish the boss fight? <laughs> yeah. See, I was gonna come say- on,
2: Bayonetta. <laughs> well, the way this podcast is going, we're going to hell to do our inventory management. Quick to the gates of hell. I did not get that. Uh, anyway, speaking of hell, uh, there's uh Ghost Rider is there. uh And that's my segue. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> We're just going to. Okay. Uh, let me pick up this segue. This burning Ghost Rider corpse of a segue. He's talking about our next upcoming game, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Because it has Ghost Rider. Oh. Yeah, he's still around. I thought you
1: just really loved the movie.
0: did you hear that as well matt (laughs) i
1: didn't get anything (laughs) i just heard i just (laughs) said
2: oh that's right guys guess right it's still a a thing apparently i forgot about him in all honesty and then he appeared and i was like nicholas cage yeah. In the comics, he now drives a car because it's a different guy. Robbie Rees, uh, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. Ghost Rider is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe already. Even though, the, even though the TV show is like, not really. They don't care about the TV show. I wonder if they'll start with Disney Plus or if that's just more broken promises. I feel like. <laughs> You
0: Marvel go. Ultimate Alliance 3 is not a broken bro- promise. It's a promise we've waited, I think, 10 years yeah. since Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. It's a game from our childhood. And, Adrian, is this going to be your first time with the Ultimate Alliance game? Yeah, I've
1: never played one before. And you guys uh, talk big about it. So I'm excited. I'm cautiously optimistic, as they say. There you go.
2: Prepare to be disappointed because that's what I've heard Like online. Everyone who's played Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2, wow. Three is so perfect. It's a perfect continuation. People that are new to the series, this is a game. Not as good as uh, Diablo, but it's certainly a
1: game. Is it maybe? It is a continuation of Hack and Slash Month here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it maybe because um, you got like fans of Marvel who haven't necessarily played the Marvel Ultimate Alliance previous games, and then you know it's not living up to, or it's not what they expect, etc.
2: I would imagine it's the other way around. Fans of Hack and Slash jump into this. They go, oh, it's got Marvel. It'll be cool. And then they're like, oh, this is really basic
1: and really not good. Um, you're really selling yeah. me on this. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, no, this... you're going to hate it because you're not a real Marvel fan. What you're, I was saying in wrong. advance,
0: having already played it a couple times because at time of Bayonetta's recording and release, it's been out for a couple of days. Marvel Ultimate Lines 3, this is what I'm going to say has been designed to be easy to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Like I would say it's got the compared to the past two games, this one is more kid-friendly when it comes to playing, but it has much deeper RPG mechanics than the previous two. There is a lot there, but it's it's a le- it's a level deeper. So if you want it, you go that level deeper, but if you're happy with just pick up play hack and smash fun, very flashy all the characters you love. Mwah. Delicious.
1: Well, sounds like we've got a lot Michael's, to talk about then.
2: Next up on Michael's pastry video game <laughs> reviews. Uh, <laughs> actually, next up, we don't know after that, so could be a good opportunity for you to suggest some games for us. Uh, head over to our Facebook, which is No Time to Grind Podcast. Um, or if you prefer Instagram, I believe it's No Time to Grind
1: Podcast there as well. And you can let us know if there's any games because we do also include, you know, an audience choice. So if you want to suggest link, now is the perfect time. We'll see it. We'll consider it. Make your case. Tell us why we, why you want us to play your game for this uh, next block of games. Actually, uh, this is the audience suggestion.
2: Bayonetta was picked by the audience. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Uh, and I
0: lied.
2: Instagram is no underscore time underscore to underscore grind. So thank you. Um catchy just rolls off the tongue. It just does it does when you're typing. You're like underscores cool. Uh in, talking like a human, not working. Uh but you can rate us on not Spotify unfortunately. You can share us on Spotify though. Uh otherwise you can rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google uh Google Play. Not Google Play.
1: Google Podcasts. Is that what it's just called? Yeah, it's look, in Australia it's it's a wild uh, it's the wild west of Google, so don't even ask. But <laughs> there's always a way to get in contact with us and let us know what you think, and we always appreciate the good reviews and the five stars and the and the love from you guys. Thanks very much.
2: In fact, there was someone in Canada recently who reviewed us five stars on their iTunes, I believe. Oh. So thank you very much for that. Didn't leave a name or a number, but you just left us five beautiful stars.
1: Thank you. Go redeem those for some RPG points in our uh, podcast character creator podcast level up. I did shifty eyebrows, but no one saw me, so <laughs> that worked well. Nonetheless, let's move into Bayonetta. Actually, while we're talking about like you know uh, level up elements, I found the level up elements in this one, like or like the the things you can buy at um, the gates of hell, like. Not that interesting.
2: Yeah, there were, I was like, mm, like, did, did most of them fully deplete your magic bar? Or do they just deplete, deplete one single point? Because I swear I read a few and they were like, deplete full magic bar. And I'm like, well, I don't want that then, because I'll never use it, because I won't have a magic bar.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, "Uh, yeah, I don't know if I, even, if I want to use it. I just like the combat as is. It just wasn't that interesting. I don't know about the Magic Bar, but um, just even the abilities themselves was like, eh, I can do without this. I don't need to spend money on this. I'd rather buy health pots or, or whatnot. Or lollipops, I should yeah. say.
2: Health pops. Mmm, yummy, yummy health Pop pops. Some health. I did find
0: that uh, if they were abilities for Bayonetta, uh, a lot of the more basic ones about like. Like sliding and you dodging and things like that were quite like unnoticeable. So I found they were a bit too high priced for mm. what they offered. It's the latest stuff that is better, but initially I'm like, I'm just buying this. I don't know if I should be, or should I be saving? I'll just buy it anyway, and it just made it look more flashy. But oh, I tell you what, I uh, I got myself that that sorty boy uh that is a very nice weapon
2: i'd never ended up getting it i unlocked it and then um i ended up buying the other guns instead because i hadn't bought them yet and i was like i'll get this later and then i finished the game <laughs> the shuraba that's yes i enjoyed the the shuraba you're insulting someone with that <laughs> pronunciation the shuraba the the Shirebe? the <laughs> the really cool sword, so what does it do? uh it is a
0: living katana pulsing with the heart of Asura, the demon god of war, always thinking blood the blade will even suck the very souls out of his victims. I find that you get like a good sort of dashing attack with it. it's got some it's got like a nice range, and it just it is it's just cool to use rather than just like her kicks and stuff. I enjoyed it, turned my feet into shotguns uh and then i would still have my like um what are they called scarborough fares in my like b loadout just in case so that's what i was using
2: so you got more into this than me i just i was playing very easy because i wanted to get through the story and i don't recommend it because it does the auto like thing i am a competent gamer i know that like You press X for one attack and Y for like the other attack, but with easy and very easy, it decides which one it goes light or heavy. Like it picks, and I'm like, no, 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 I wanna, I can pick the light and heavy attacks. I just want the enemies to have zero health so that I can just blitz through this game. So that's you know how you change that. Don't tell me it's just straight up an option. It is.
0: Uh, It's to do with (laughs) your inventory. If you unequip the marionette, uh, uh. then that gets rid of the automatic choosing and will keep
2: the difficulty at the level you have it at. See, I did. I really didn't go into inventory. Uh, clearly enough, I've dropped the ball in this one. I did. You still find it fun though on very easy? Oh yeah, it was still a lot of fun. Like I still had to think with the bosses. Like I couldn't just fight a bot like mash against a boss. I still had to go like right I need to dodge now and I need to um attempt to do because I did find that it's it seemed to favor the button that I was pressing. So it wasn't a guarantee but it seemed to favor it. Um so I would go right I wanna do quick little thing and get out. Or do I want to do a lot of heavy attacks? Do I want to transform into a bird and fly away from all my worries?
0: I did write here on our notes that there's more mash than a Sunday roast. <laughs> yes, uh, excellent note, by the way. Ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And even like even if you're mixing it up and remembering to dodge, I guess it's the nature of a, like a console hack and slasher. It is very mashy. You're pressing a lot of buttons like as fast as you can, particularly on the torches and grabs on bosses when it wants you to. Uh, Sort of dole out like more damage, and you're 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 pressing a lot. My thumb got sore.
2: (laughs) But not that. Not only that, but I could not memorize what button was correct. Like I don't know how PC worked out, but with Wii U, it's like uh, you got to mash Y for these things, you got to mash X for these things, and you got to mash A with these things. So I ended up just sitting there whenever the animation was starting, and just with all three fingers on all three possible buttons. (laughs) And then it ends up being the left joystick because I'm winding something up. That was annoying, but it was satisfying to watch, uh, well, awaken something in me, but also to watch just angels get destroyed like demons. It's like anti-Doom. It's well, I suppose it'll be like Doom Eternal because that has angels and stuff in it. But, it was just so so satisfying watching like a angel that has been really pissing you off just get destroyed by two pairs of
1: hair hands. I don't know. Yeah, they're the um it's her hair summoning Queen Shiba, was it? Or she Shiba? i assumed your dog (laughs) no (laughs) no so the way the umbra witches work is they like channel the powers of like these gods from hell all these like demons i I should say from hell so bayonetta follows one in particular whose name uh, escapes me at the moment
2: i assumed it was three different gods because there were three different manifestations there was a bird the spider and the
1: dog dragon that sounds like an elephant hmm so there's some like they're character. like some of the, the, <laughs> the demons that you can channel. But like towards the end of the game, she summons Queen Sheba. Uh, I think for the very end boss.
0: Yes. Of course. And it's, if we just quickly look at the three sort of uh the three kingdoms Paradiso, Purgatorio, mm-hmm. and Inferno. And so it's all angels and demons. But it's... I wonder if this is to do with the rating as well. Like, the angels look horrific. Oh, like... I want to talk about the angels. They are n- monsters.
2: so awesome, though. I like love it. Layer of, oh, it's great design. It's like a layer of stone and gold, and then you break the armor, and it's flesh underneath, and you're like, oh, dang, Son, you nasty.
0: They remind me of the Belfry Gargoyles in Dark Souls, mm. in that they... Like you could imagine them as, as gargoyles on a um, cathedral,
1: brought to life. Yeah. The base, the sort of base level angels. But my favourite part is that like they are like the classic imagery you see from you know real world old religion. Yeah, stuff. you look
2: at pictures of like seraphim,
1: and it's like that's a monster, not an angel. Yeah. And then like. You realise, oh no, that's the armor. What's underneath is horrible. Like it's just as bad as demons.
2: It's beautiful. I love it. I love that gameplay. And sorry to talk about it again, but that's probably why I'm getting Doom Eternal, because there are free. there are gonna be freaky angels in that as well. I love freaky angels. Is that some weird thing from being raised Catholic?
1: No, <laughs> no. I think it's just good to see a different take on it, which is why I love being at it. Was like you've I've played and uh, I've played games before where you fight you know angels, but they're they're angels, you know they're they halos and their wings and they're white and and grey and good colors. But this was like really, <laughs> I can't remember any games in particular
0: where you're fighting like a beautiful angelic being who's like well,
1: the enemy.
2: Digimon World next order uh, next question
1: <laughs> yeah there, there's some out there um, but this is a good take of like oh that's there but that's the armor underneath is the creature that you're actually killing and it's almost like they're the, of the same you know kin as the the demons you know where it's the classic it looks like classic demon imagery under the angelic imagery
0: yeah so it's just cuz i guess at the end of the day demons are fallen angels yeah. so they would Look quite similar, yeah, which is a really good interpretation of it. The angels are almost hiding their like imperfection with like these wonderful like they have like the stone uh like classic Greek faces, Yeah. all like, right the deer and decorations of like the little cherubs who sound horrible as well with a <laughs> little laughter, uh but then like beneath that
1: is just like alien, so cheers. Like, If you want to talk about design, let's talk about the man who made this for a second. Because I think it's kind of important to bring up. You guys know that I'm a big uh, Devil May Cry fan. And this was made by... And a lot of people in general, a lot of critics and a lot of fans. And it's obvious to see the lines of parallel between this and Devil May Cry. It's made by the man Hideki Kamiya. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. But um, what a man. He's like obviously obsessed with Dante's Inferno and... um, religious imagery i suppose and that kind of hell versus heaven thing um, oh he loves it doesn't he yeah have we done it we haven't done a devil may cry game before have we well, i no. think someone just
2: chose the next game no nah, again but the
0: main character go. of that is dante yeah like dante's inferno do they have paradiso purgatorio inferno not
1: not as clearly like not as obvious i should say like it's obviously that it's obvious that you're a Demon guy hunting demons, your Dante. Like, it's more of a nod to, whereas this seems to pull directly from. Like, I'm pretty sure in Dante's Inferno, they're called Paradiso and Purgatorio and stuff like that. So I think this one, which is something I've thought before, is like, is maybe this, when Hideki was making this, is he trying to make Devil May Cry again, but better? Because Devil May Cry itself was a spin off, was originally. It was like their first development for Resident Evil 4 and then it obviously turned into something else. Became a, I think it was then supposed to be a spin-off and then it became its own thing. Is this maybe like Hideki going like, no, I want to make a real Dante's Inferno-based you know, game and then went with Bayonetta. Thoughts?
0: I'm just reading here that he requested... In the design of Bayonetta, a modern female witch that wears glasses and wields four guns.
1: Oh, yeah. The four guns thing is great as well.
0: <laughs> it just sounds like, imagine getting that note from, from Kamiya, just being like, okay, so we've got a female witch, four guns. Where do we put the other two guns? In her shoes. I like it. Wears glasses. cools. And then there's that guy
1: again. He's like, is naked. Huh? And Kamiya's like, <laughs> what? Now just hear me out. What? Hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hair. Okay. I don't know if that's in Dante's Inferno, but uh H-
2: how much of that do you reckon was Hideki's vision was like Niki, mm, 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 uh, Or do you reckon he he was more about the angels and demons and let kind of everybody else do what they wanted to do?
1: I'm not sure, but it like the hair stuff works to the story and the lore because she uses her hair as the conduit to like contact Purgatorio and summon the demons and do the powers. That's why it comes out as fists and and faces and stuff. So I'd assume it was part of his like design from the start.
0: He apparently played about half of Devil May Cry four for research.
1: Yeah, he because oh, I don't think he had anything to do with Devil May Cry four, and that one is they started to introduce, they started to introduce like like a religious. Aspect it wasn't really religious before that; it was just like a demon thing, right? But in so you're
0: thinking that perhaps he went okay. What are they doing with my old kind of ideas? Mm. And here's my better version of it. It'd be hard to say because I haven't played Devil May Cry. Uh, you can skip four.
1: You can skip four. You- <laughs> okay, so very much him not being there was detrimental to it. Uh It's interesting concepts, but like overall, not that interesting. Like, it it was, Bayonetta pulls it off better, like, what they're going for.
2: Actually, speaking of Hideki and everything, um, I see that he's not the director of Bayonetta 2, so now I want to play Bayonetta 2, see what's different, and then I feel like it would be easier to kind of see what his vision would be. Like, he still did the story, but he's not the director. He did supervise it,
1: though, so I'm sure he would have said, like, don't do that, that's silly. Bayonetta I would hope that he would be like Bayonetta wouldn't do that no Uh, but I have heard and and having played both within a close time frame of each other previously Bayonetta 2 is very good like it's a good it's it's the um, I don't know if I've mentioned my Borderlands 2 thing on the on the podcast before but Borderlands 2 is the perfect sequel like in just about every way to Borderlands 1 and I feel like Bayonetta 2 is similar as well where it's like it's a better sequel because it fixes all the right things and improves upon, like, it keeps what was good and improves what could have been better, etc. Whereas, like, some sequels will, you know, go on a right turn and do something completely different. So, Beta 2, like, is, I think, often rated, like, 9 and 10 out of 10. And this is, like, a good 7 to 8.
2: Well, if we're all vibing it, we could have Bayonetta Two's the next audience one because they have they suggested it at the same time, they said Bayonetta one, Bayonetta two. Um
1: Maybe we Bayonetta maybe we give it some space first, but I would like to come back to Bayonetta two at some point as well. I'd be
0: interested in looking at a Devil May Cry. Yes. As a point of comparison, like compare the series or a god of war. Uh like the earlier gods of yeah, war yeah. are very much similar to this.
1: I'd be down for Actually, anything, me. Any of those? That, yes, the answer is yes. That,
2: <laughs> that is a perfect segue because I was going to say that's where I thought that this was going when I found out that the Lumen Sages name was Boulder. Uh, I was yeah. like, I was like, oh shit! Is it for? Are they really doing this? Are they gonna do this? Especially because I have just listened to Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, what Boulder? Oh no, that's just his name. Has no no relation. CEO of the Ithavol Group Cool uh
1: well do you want to start mentioning boulder would you like to get to some of that point some of that story some of that Mm. sick awesome ending well so
2: i didn't think it was confusing at the start i thought it was just kind of
1: the only thing that confused me are you referencing my note in the in the notes
2: well, because it's all, I'm talking about story. Okay. So it's all, it's all
1: together. Okay. But yeah. I, I'm in, my, in the notes. I particularly said um, the story can be confusing at the start and complex in the middle. Um, if you let me speak for a second, I'll just say, Go the reason I said that is because I had tried to play Bayonetta. So I played, I have played Bayonetta recently in the last, like sometime this year. And I tried to play it a bunch of times previous to that because I bought the double pack on the Wii U when that came out. And I tried to start it a few times, but the story, like, I don't know, because it was like, oh, something happened 500 years ago, and also 20 years ago, uh, I was like, get crossing the wires on the story. So I found it really confusing to get into. And then when all the stuff started happening in the middle, I was like, but who's that? What? Okay. By the end, it resolves it, and you get it, and it's all good. It just may be a little bit of a hard barrier to entry, at least I found. And, and that's someone who likes uh, hack and slashes.
2: No, I definitely agree. Like that is you said it a bit better than I was going to say it. Like I was going to take your note and just take it because it is. It's confusing at the start. It's like, what? and there's a lot of like, like we said, the cutscenes are a lot of it. And I ended up getting a better grip on the story by just simply skipping the cutscenes and <laughs> going what is in the battle because the cutscenes. I like, uh, like I like that they're trying something different. I don't know if it's different in the PC version or in other versions. But a lot of the cutscenes, it's like uh, portmanteaus. is that the correct term? Like they're still, they don't move, but the conversation happens, their lips don't move.
1: Oh yeah, um, like this like an image pops up with speaking.
2: Yeah, but it's not an image, it's still a three. like everything is still. none of the models move or anything yeah, but the the camera pants, so it's like a 3D image.
0: Um, yeah, and quite often, like her hair continues to move or particular things in the scene it's like it all they did was freeze the characters in and it's like it's still being i think it's still being run in the game's engine, yeah
2: um but with with the with the whole game it's like it starts off in I'd say i'd say second gear starts you off in a battle in a graveyard pretty cool and then it slowly goes up it uh, goes from three to four you're going really fast oh engines revving get it up to five you You're like fifth gear you're going through like temples you're you're running through like on the walls as a, a wall of lava comes to attack you kind of thing um and like that's fifth gear, you're on a tower. There's all these giant angels. That's crazy. They're throwing missiles. You got to use freaking anti-aircraft guns against them. Something like that. I don't know exactly what they are. Anti-angel missiles is probably the correct term. Uh, and it's like it's amped up. And then the game like ends, and you're like, huh, okay, that ended quite abruptly. Uh, and then it's like epilogue, and you're like, oh, okay. And the epilogue is like eighth gear, but there isn't even. <laughs> you if you drive a car you know there's not even an eighth gear this is crazy it's like what the hell is going on i'm in space and i'm fighting a god and she's summoning lava and frost and all the elements and the frost one's really bad nearly lost to it and then i gotta throw the god into the sun somehow yes. <laughs> we wound up at pluto i don't know how we got there but you start at pluto now here's the thing there's a lot of these segments where you're like falling and the key thing in those segments is you want to hit enemies so i died twice because well the first time i just go ah oh, i'm supposed to hit the planet
1: oh you <laughs> missing them
2: smack into pluto uh no it didn't work um and then the other time there was I think it's like which which planet's are closest to the sun mercury? Yes. Yeah, that big bastard. I don't think it's that big in real life in comparison to the other planets. No, I think but it's the, he's, one of the
1: smallest. very small. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, he he's huge in this game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I died to him as well. Like I can't move out of the way. He's taking up the whole screen. And that's that's the epilog. That's imagine <laughs> You're watching, like, Infinity War, and the post-credits scene is the final battle from Endgame, and you're like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> like, I kind of get from point A to point B, like, I understand, but it's so much bigger, and this is supposed to be the epilogue. My
1: God. Just wait till you get to but, like, two. Take that gear, ramp it to 11.
0: Uh, yeah. That's two point what 2.2 2 cars worth of gear excellent
1: <laughs> assuming you have 5 years <laughs> <laughs> so as we come to a close though guys what do you think of this as a as a game for a busy gamer overall with our final ratings
2: i don't want to be too eager because i don't want people to think that I'm way into her, um, <laughs>
1: Play
2: it cool, but also, cool. yeah, oh, she's looking over here. No, because I'm thinking: is if you said Bayonetta two is better, uh, be a better, if you will, um, then is this simply a fine time to grind? If you can't find that time, look up a YouTube video and then make time for Bayonetta two. I don't know. I can't make that call. But if I was to answer this standalone, Bayonetta 2 doesn't exist. This is a make time to grind. It's a must. You got to play it. It's very accessible to a busy gamer. I think is good. I
0: I had to come around to it a bit, and I do want to. I didn't finish it out of the three of us, but I do want to keep playing because it sounds like it gets like even better. But initially, it was hard to get into. Uh, mm. It took me a few chapters to really start enjoying it. Um, I think it was around the time of like all the lava and things like that. Then it starts to really ramp up, just like before the Colosseum, and then that's a massive fight, and you're like, "Hell yeah!" Um, so I think it slots into a fine time to ride rather than a must, because it is weighed down by cutscenes that are probably a bit too long. Um, it is a little bit mashy. I hope. Bayonetta 2 has a sort of clearer variety of moves and like a better feel of like uh, like actually controlling what you're doing rather than just like,
1: all the buttons do the damage. Hooray. Matt uh, nailed it on the head with me. I have played Bayonetta 2, so I probably shouldn't put it in comparison, but I'm going to. Uh, this is definitely a fine... Well, for me, it's a fine time to grind. Uh, but that's, like, right at the top of fine time to grind, for sure. Like, it just t- it just skirts the edge for me, I think. And there we have it. There's our thoughts on Bayonetta 1, and then an asterisk, and then Adrian also talked about Bayonetta 2. That's this. <laughs> and there's a little bit of Dante, and there was a bit of a Devil
0: May Cry... Uh, in there as well. And some God of War. And uh, Neil Gaiman's
2: Norse mythology book. Uh, and Doom Eternal. And we talked yep. about Marvel World Alliance, which is next episode. Is is Bayonetta <laughs> supposed to be sexy, though? Because uh, she's got legs. She's got lip like this. Oh, wow. That
1: I can, I can beautiful exactly, woman. Ha- I can exactly nail it down for you. Yeah? Librarian sexy. You know that one?
2: <laughs> yeah. She's got the head <laughs> yeah. of a librarian and then the body of an amygdala from Bloodborne. <laughs> they're too long they're too long like there's I get oh she got legs for days she's got legs for weeks a month even good lord it's so much she looks especially when she's dressed up as peach or daisy it's unnatural she's gonna (laughs) die she needs to eat more because the the height she is she can't support oh my god
1: thank you for listening to our review of Bayonetta The character, not actually the game. Her neck is too long. (laughs) I just, I just need to put that out there. That's the one
0: thing that stops her from being truly sexy. Why is her neck so
1: long? Hey, look, no one's perfect, all right.
2: All of her (laughs) is too long. They went. They made. I bet they made a good-looking character, and they were like, "Ah, she like she nice. Like she's not thick, good, but she's she's good." And then maybe, maybe it was Hideki. He was like. No, she's got to be eight foot tall, please. Powerful woman, always
1: giantesses. Come on. Thank you very much for listening. My name's been Adrian.
2: My name's been Matt. I I won't stop objectifying this woman.
1: And my name is Michael. Thank you very (laughs) much for listening. (laughs) See you for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3.
2: My wife's going to kill me when she hears this. (laughs)
1: That's all right. Does Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance have some objectifying objects for you?
0: Matt's just rolling with Black Widow, Scarlet Witch, Crystal, and
2: Gamora. No, we're running Scarlet Witch, uh, Spider-Gwen, Elsa Bloodstone at the moment, and Gamora, and Wasp. I like the five that we're kind of using at the moment. Uh, Yeah
0: keep it in check mate Let's, uh i hope you appreciate them for the heroes they are not for the hair outfits that they wear
2: they've done spider-man such a disservice he his butt is like a square of sadness <laughs> <laughs> why do i have a nicer butt than spider-man it's not right